everyone. Welcome to the Give Experience podcast. Give is a student-run organization at USC that's dedicated to creating a safe space for conversations about mental health through various media platforms. I'm your president, Helen, and this is your co-president, Jessica. Hey guys, nice to meet you. In this series, we will be covering topics ranging from stress management to adopting a healthy diet and learning to love and care for yourself. We are so excited for you to join us today as we learn to prioritize our own mental well-being. Now, let's begin the Give Experience. Hey Josh, how's it going? Good, how are you? How's your day so far? Pretty good. It's nice weather outside, you know. Yeah, it's really sunny today. I really like it. Yeah, good vibes, especially for recording this podcast. Exactly. So let's hop right into this. So today, Josh and I are going to be having, you know, a short little discussion about, or a long discussion, up to you, Josh, about um, how to cope with stress um, and also just like healthy coping mechanisms, I guess you could Mm -hmm. call it. Yeah, that's a very interesting topic to cover. And I think that's very important um, to talk about this issue, especially during COVID-19 pandemic, where people are dealing with a lot of stress. And today we want to jump into how to deal with stress in a healthy way. So do you want to introduce us to some healthy coping mechanism that you practice? Sure, of course. I think one big thing that I used to be very good about, but I sort of kind of slacked off a little bit like I would only do it sometimes is journaling Mm -hmm. um now I kind of put it as my morning routine I actually like as soon as I wake up in the morning before I even like brush my teeth wash my face before I make my bed Mm -hmm. I come to my desk and I journal and I make myself journal either like at least half a page no less than half a page Mm -hmm. and I write down like my to-do list for the day And then I get started with my day. And I actually like now told myself like no social media, none of that stuff until I journal. So I feel like it's really made my, I guess, days feel a lot nicer. I've been able to connect with myself more, even though that sounds so cliche, but through (laughs) journaling, I, you know, been able to do that. So it's definitely been a nice habit to practice during this pandemic. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I used to write journals back in middle school, but I did stop in high school. So it's been a while for me, but um, I do definitely agree. Like I know how you feel when you take journals, um, kind of help you feel productive, um, get your day started. Yeah, I think that's a really great practice to keep your life on track, to start your day fresh. Yeah. Do you think about journaling like now? After hearing what you do, I might start journaling. Oh, okay. So did I inspire you? Yeah, you did. Dang. Okay. So you heard it, folks. Josh is going to start journaling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me personally, what I would do to deal with stress every morning is I would go out for a run. So before going out for a run, I would drink a cup of coffee to make myself feel refreshed and very energetic. And then I just kind of run for 15 minutes and then take a shower and get my day started. I actually do the same. After I journal and make my bed, mm-hmm. do all that stuff, I drink this thing called Celsius, which is like a natural energy drink. It's made of like green tea or something. Mm-hmm. And and then I go for a run. And it's like, 
it's the best way to start your day, especially like right. if you wake up early in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's so nice. And then you're like, ah, okay. I like got so much done this morning. Like I exercised yeah. and then starting your day after that is just so nice. Yeah. You feel really productive. Yeah. Wait, do you run a lot? Do you run like several miles or is it just like one mile? Feel good. So in the morning, I run one mile getting worried because of COVID-19, everything, everything has been online. So, you know, just sitting at my desk all day long, is not good for my body, my back or my posture. So what I like to do in the afternoon is I would go hiking. There's a really nice hiking trail near my house, like five minute drive. And the hike is three miles to get to the destination and three miles back. So it's like a six mile in total hike. So I would usually go around 4 p.m. and finish around 6 p.m. and get home, eat a good dinner, and then finish up and do some work and then go to bed. So that's how I like to spend my day. That's actually really cool. So every day you go on a hike? Almost every day. I try to. I know um, we chatted before like a few months ago and you said you walked a lot, right? I do, yeah. And hiking. So that's like one of the main things I do. I mostly do hiking a lot because it's very convenient for me, especially it's currently where I live at. My hiking trail is like five minutes away from my house. That's pretty good. <laughs> Would you ever get into like, I know that people get into like meditating. What else is there? Yoga. There's like Yeah, yoga. A lot of that mind and body related stuff. Yeah, never yeah. tried that, but... Oh. Have you ever tried any of the mm -hmm. mind-body coping mechanism kind of thing? Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I used to try to do yoga with my mom because my mom's super into yoga. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like I'm doing the motions, but I'm not focusing like how I'm supposed to. I don't mm -hmm. know why. Like I try so hard to focus, but then my mind kind of just wanders and then recently, I've been trying to like meditate after I go for my runs, but I'm like looking at the time and I'm like, oh, like, okay, I'm going to meditate for five minutes. And I look at the time and every single time I look at the time, it's just two minutes has passed. And I'm like, dang, like, why can't I do this? So I just think this whole like yoga and meditation thing, I need to practice more to get better at but it's a very good coping mechanism. Yeah, I personally never had like experience meditating, but I do know some of my friends who meditate and they share with me, like they have a really good experience meditating. It kind of gives them a break into their own world. So not having to worry about everything outside, like in their life, but rather like meditation kind of like make them close their eye and like think visually uh, visualize and like jump into another world so they can like find peace i totally agree it's definitely i know like i think i heard from some people they're like if you get to a certain point of meditation you can really like just create a whole new world and like wander through it and i'm yeah. like how do you get to that point like <laughs> that's my what i wish i could do but it's definitely something you have to practice for a while. Yeah, definitely. But something yeah. really cool. If people can it's do it, cool. like, mm -hmm. I'm clapping. Yeah, and I, I'm, like, really curious about, like, what these people think or what these people, like, go through when they're meditating or, like, yeah. going to a different world. I wonder what their world looks like, you know? It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know some people, like, listen to different podcasts or, like, YouTube mm -hmm. videos while they meditate and they tell you, like, you're going through a meadow and you're thinking and they'd like tell you what to think about. So 
maybe that's a good way to get into meditation. You know, let me tell you a funny story. One thing I actually regret, you know, not learning. So back in high school, junior year, my English teacher, every put my, my class in early in the morning, like 7 a.m. And that was my first class of the day, uh, which is English. So during class, before the class start, my teacher would actually make a meditate for five minutes. Every morning, instead of meditating, I just take a nap. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's uh, one of the biggest regrets because I kind of wish to follow that routine and kind of like learn what it feels like to actually meditate. But you know, I, I wasn't the only one napping. Everyone, I, I feel like the whole class been taking a nap. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's like one of my regrets. <laughs> Oh, dang. Wait, that's kind of cool that your teacher did that for you guys. Yeah, because, I, um, I also feel like I would have taken a nap too. Because I remember in my high school um, English teacher, she actually went through a lot of events in her life. Mm-hmm. And she, I guess the way she deals with stress, she meditates a lot. So she really wanted to teach her students like how to meditate um, and really find a way to cope with stress, especially like high school. I remember with a very stressful time for everyone. But it's still really great that like your teacher brought up like mental health awareness and Mm -hmm. that related topic earlier on. Because I do feel like in high school, mental health, they kind of brush upon it, but it's not really something that is like well explained. Like, yeah, well explained. And also they don't teach you how to practice it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of awareness... Um, July is actually the Minority Mental Health Awareness Month, so it's July right now. Oh, wow. Did you know that, Josh? Did you know that it's National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month? No, I did not know that. Wow. Well, well, thanks for telling me. There's awareness. time to do this podcast. Yeah. I hope uh, all of you listeners, I'm coming closer to the mic, all of you listeners are now more aware of Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. And to sort of elaborate on that, um, minority mental health is really targeting like Asian communities, Latino, Latina communities, and um, like Black communities. So I know that it's definitely, I mean, Josh and I are both in the Asian community. And it's definitely, mental health is definitely a topic that isn't talked about enough. So it's good to know that July is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month because, you know, it's a part of our community and we need to make mental health a more normalized conversation within this community. Don't you think, Josh? Yeah, I totally agree with you because uh, mental health is becoming very prominent these days, especially with the pandemic and everything going on, especially for college students, I think in general. So I think it's good that we are out here talking openly about our mental health and for other people to hear and kind of raise awareness on this topic. Again, this is a topic that is not easy to be talk about. It's very sensitive. Yeah. And I definitely think hopefully in time, like whether this means one year, five years, 10 years, people will become more aware of it and more comfortable with the conversation. And I feel like just like having a conversation about mental health helps people learn more about it. Like I would definitely say that I'm not an expert in mental health, but just by talking about it here and there, like I learn a little more, you know. 
Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah, like I'm not an expert either, but I think like having these conversations or, you know, like learning from other people's experience, I think is really helpful uh, for other people to see and hear from different perspective of mental health and how we can like come together um, to freely open, express ourselves and how we can help each other out. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like hopping back to that whole like dealing with stress now. So would you say that there was a time during this pandemic where you were extraordinarily stressed and Mm -hmm. you did something to, I guess, relieve that stress? Yeah. So let me share a little bit about my um, experience with COVID-19 and quarantine, everything. Um, So in the beginning, it was very hard for me to adjust into this new, you know, remote world, just because I wasn't used to it. uh, I really miss, you know, being, you know, being able to physically like see people, hang out with people, um, hang out and talk with people. Um, And when everything started shifting online, I wasn't able to see, you know, my friends anymore, but I wasn't able to, you know, have like the physical uh, connection with someone. I definitely felt like very stressed out, Um, felt like it wasn't like the world that I want to be in. I wasn't really comfortable in it. And so in the beginning, I definitely had a lot of like unhealthy way of dealing with stress such like binge eating which is very very unhealthy and I will like binge eat like every night to kind of like forget the problem and then um but like over time I definitely like you know adapt to it and like learn how to you know make use of my time or make the most out of you know given the situation that we are in so right now I like to do a lot of physical exercise like um hiking or even today, I went slow cycle. Um, I also go to gym. I go take classes like body pump, um, hit classes, or like boxing classes. And, you know, it just kind of give me like a way for me to um, make myself feel happy about myself and also a way to, you know, like not think about work, school, like kind of like a break from these kind of things. And I think that it feels really great, especially like now that like a lot of people are vaccinated. So I'm able to see like some friends again and I was able to work out with friends and I think like really great. So that's just like something that I want to share. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone have like the same experience, but I definitely do think that working out or with friends is definitely a really great way to, you know, feel happy. So, yeah. I totally agree with what you said. And thank you so much for sharing that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that, me too, like in the beginning of quarantine, Mm -hmm. I was like, I just wasn't taking care of myself properly. Like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't eating healthy. I would just kind of eat junk food Mm -hmm. and I wasn't exercising. And you could kind of feel yourself being slugged down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then once, like now, I feel like you can relate to this now, but like when you eat healthier foods and also just like go out run get some fresh air you really feel I don't know it's like a burst of energy running through your body Mm -hmm. but it's like happy energy right yeah and I feel like it's definitely a practice that if it I, I feel like it would be good for everybody but 
if it isn't good for you, I guess don't do it. But I feel like for everybody eating healthy and getting healthy exercise, whether it be like yoga, weightlifting, running, walking, hiking, Mm -hmm. like anything is good just to get that like fresh air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fresh air, um, make your body feel happy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So speaking of healthy food um, or healthy eating habits, um, how would you define that? Hmm. Honestly, like I know that people define healthy eating in several ways. Um, like some people it's like, oh, you have to eat only vegetables or like some people, I don't, I don't really know, but I just feel like the typical view on healthy eating is like eating vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you, it's just having a well-balanced diet. So yeah. Yes, eating vegetables, but also like getting those healthy fats, like whether it be through nuts, avocados. Um, avocado, I love avocados. Avocado toast. Oh, oh so, so good. delicious. <laughs> so good. But yeah, I think like getting those healthy fats, but also like eating ice cream. Like, I don't think that's bad as long as you don't eat so much ice cream. To yeah, like, like eat it in like a moderate cream. amount. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think everything, like, as long as it's in moderation, mm-hmm. um, it's healthy. And if it makes you feel good, like, it's healthy, right? But if it makes you feel bad, that's when it's like, uh, maybe you should notice that and cut down or something like that. Or mm-hmm. if you're eating way too many salads in a day and it's not making you feel good, then it's like, oh, maybe I should eat some more meats or mm-hmm. eat a dessert or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, make make sure that your body is happy, you are happy. Um, what um, when you're eating, um, don't you know give yourself too much stress or too much pressure, um, into what you're eating. So like I know like a lot of people have problems with like they want to eat healthy, where to a point where they kind of force themselves to eat healthy by like you know oh I'm only gonna eat salad today, or oh, I'm only going to eat 500 calories today and nothing beyond that. Which I think, 500 I think, calories is so little. <laughs> um, which that can like potentially lead into like an unhealthy eating habit. Yeah. Um, so I think that's very important to kind of know the boundaries um, of like what's healthy eating or not mm-hmm. and how um, you should like control what you eat. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also think kind of to talk about the whole like everything in moderation, that kind of goes for social media too. I mean, not kind of, it really goes for social media. And I think especially with this pandemic, social media has brought a lot of negative um, aspects to to people's lives Mm -hmm. because they're spending way too much time on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think social media can definitely be a healthy place, but Mm -hmm. it all has to be done within moderation, right? Yeah. So if you're on social media for way too long, then of course it's not going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're sitting down for too long, it's not going to be good for you. So I think the whole point of this podcast is maybe like to be healthy and have like, or healthy coping mechanisms equals mm-hmm. everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I agree with you. And uh, one tip I have for people who struggle with social media 
Um, I, I personally never experienced like, you know, using social media like a lot, but I do know a friend who are like who's really addicted to social media and he told me what he does is there's an app in the setting where you can like restrict. Um, so let's say, oh, today I'm only gonna go on this app for an hour. And once that hour hits, then the app will like remind you like, oh, you hit your time limit today, you should stop. Um, I don't know how effective that is. I've never personally experienced, but my friend said it's really effective for him. And uh, like, it kind of reminds him like, oh, his time is up. He should stop looking, like spending too much time on this app, maybe go to a different app and yeah, and do something else. So it's kind of a good way to kind of remind him like, you're done for today, um, you should do something else. Wait, yeah, I actually use that. Um, oh. Cause okay. I spend, I sometimes lose track of time on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody does. So I was like, oh man, like I need to do something about this. So I was thinking about just deleting it, but I was like, yeah, but I do like the app. So I decided to put that timer on it and it really worked for me. But Mm -hmm. I think the only way it can work for people is once you get that notification, you just have to stop. Mm -hmm. But if you don't stop the that whole thing won't work. And yeah. I was talking about it with some of my friends and they're like, yeah, that thing doesn't work for me. And I'm like, oh man, it works for me. Like, mm-hmm. So I guess it really only works for certain people, but mm-hmm. if it works for you, you should definitely do it. Yeah. So definitely try out if you haven't. Um, my friend, um, he had a good experience and helped kind of helped him um, stop going on TikTok actually. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, TikTok <laughs> is pretty addicting, um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, totally agree. I think we talked for long enough, so should we start wrapping it up? Should we start wrapping up? Should we, should we, is that good with you? I think, wait, how do we, how do you want to wrap it up? Okay, I'm going to go, okay? I'm going to get the wrapping up started. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, Josh, so I feel like, you know, we've covered a lot of different Mm -hmm. topics. Um, Do you have any last suggestions before we wrap it up? So like Madeline mentioned earlier, I think my um, wrap up comment is um, healthy Kobe mechanism equals everything in moderation. So yeah, remember that. Totally. And healthy coping mechanisms also equals whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So if you can identify whether it be a habit or just like a, mm, I don't know, an activity that you could do once a week, do mm-hmm. it. Make sure you spend time within at least a week, once a week, make sure you spend time to, you know, do something that brings a smile across your face. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Josh. I had so much fun talking with you. I haven't talked to you in a while, so yeah, it was sure. nice catching up. It was great talking about healthy Kobe mechanisms. Yes, and happy Minority Mental Health Month, everybody. Bye. Bye.